welcome to the Nurse Becoming podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Guarneri from the Resume RX, and this is the podcast that's dedicated to empowering and encouraging nurses along your path of professional and self discovery. As a nurse practitioner, mom, and business owner, I'm on a mission to help you figure out how to leave your lasting impact on the world, all while bravely and fearlessly growing along the way. Join me for honest conversations and inspiring stories about personal and professional growth, all through the lens of nursing. Welcome back to the Nurse Becoming Podcast. It's Amanda Guarneri, your host. Thanks for joining me today on this episode about asking for help and outsourcing things. So I get asked a lot, how do you do it all? And while I'm no longer working full-time in clinical practice, I can definitely appreciate what it feels like to be a working person in need of help. That is still the reality that I am living right now. And over the years... I've realized that what allows me to be the best in all areas of my life is being supported in the other areas. And while my current lens is as a mother to three children, wife, business owner, and nurse practitioner, I don't believe that you have to be any of these things to earn the right to set your life up in a way that supports your success and your goals. And, you know, my personal life and and what takes up my time has shifted over the years I have been a full-time working single person. I've been a full-time working partnered slash married person. I've been a full-time working mother of twins. I've been a part-time working mother of twins. I've been a part-time working mother of three kiddos uh, as well as business owner, et cetera. So I feel like, you know, throughout the last 10 years of my life, I've had the opportunity to view this from a lot of different angles. And, you know, just as a disclaimer, this is obviously my lived experience coming at it, you know, with my personal privilege and the benefits that I've had throughout my life of, you know, being a white cisgendered person, of living in the area where I live, of of being married to a spouse who also makes an income, et cetera. So, you know, I think it's important to give those types of disclaimers so that you know that that affects you know, my lived experience. But I'm hoping that regardless of what yours is, you are able to see some opportunities here and maybe challenge some beliefs that you have about what you can and can't ask for help with. And it took me a long time to realize that it was okay to outsource things and that it was okay to ask for help. And I'll go into what that means in a little bit. Uh, But I just want you to know, I'm not always talking about a monetary exchange when I'm talking about this. So I'm not necessarily telling you what you can or cannot afford or what you should or should not be able to pay for, but rather thinking about it more higher level of, okay, what are ways where you can get help in the areas that you need it? And if you're feeling overwhelmed with this idea of work-life integration, I want you to take a step back and really examine what is giving you that feeling of overwhelm. And as you identify each area that is feeling overwhelming to you, I want you to dig into ways that you could do things differently that would help you align with how you want to feel. And we'll break down some specific areas and specific examples in each of the 
I would say three main areas that have been a struggle for me over the years and discuss some of the ways that you may be able to get more support. So again, keep in mind, these are the areas that have always been challenging for me. So I have more examples to share in these, in these domains, but you, when listening to this may realize that it's a completely different area of your life that you need some help with. So the first thing is food and meals. So I don't know about you, but I have a lot of stress when it comes to meals, mainly because the meal, the cooking and the meal prep for my family falls into my domain. It's kind of my, one of my roles in our nuclear family. So here are some ways that I've gotten support over the years with meals. First of all, when I was working straight overnights, I did not want to be eating in the cafeteria because that didn't align with my health or my budget goals. So during this time, I supported myself by spending a few hours before my first of three shifts making all of my meals for all of my shifts. So I had this kind of dedicated block of time, usually once or twice per week, where I would batch cook some things. So this was something that I routinized, routinized, is that a word? I made a routine in a way so that I always had the right foods on hand to be able to put together meals that I knew could be easily packable, that would you know stay fresh over the next three days. And I made sure that during that time I had the childcare needed to have that block of time, or I did it during the kid's nap time so that I didn't feel rushed or hurried. And it really, you know, became a routine because when I would start a string of overnights, I would get up at a normal time, you know, go about my day. And usually my babysitter would come over during when the twins were napping and their afternoon nap. They usually went down for a nap at like 12 or one. So 12 or one, that's when I would start my cooking because they were down for their nap. And then uh, when she showed up, usually around two or three o'clock, that's when I went down for my nap because I would always take a pre-night shift nap on my first of three overnights. So I would take like a lick of melatonin, basically like a fragment um, to help me go right into a nap. And then I would get up at five-ish, take a shower, pack my bag and and leave the house at six for my seven o'clock shift. Anyway, a little bit on a tangent there, but all that to say, like this was this was a solid routine um, that I got into. I, I treated it, you know, kind of like a work day in the sense that there were certain things that I did every first day of of my night shift stretch. So this was oh, and during that time, I also you know if I had things if I was cooking, I would also prep some food for the kids, um, get that done because you know I could easily cook up a box of pasta and some mixed veggies and some cheese and just make like a little casserole that then they could eat for lunch or dinner pretty much every day while I was working. So I would, you know, use that time to also prep some food to support either the babysitter or my husband uh, while I was, while I was gone and it worked out really well. Over the years, I've also purchased some various online meal plans. Some were e-cookbooks, some were meal plan subscriptions, basically things to help me save time and brain space when planning the family meals. I've also occasionally subscribed to meal kit services like HelloFresh, which while they were a bit more expensive than the meal plans, obviously, it gave me back more of my time because the ingredients were 
delivered and pre-portioned. So I didn't have to worry about, you know, making meals with the ingredients that I had on hand or doing the food shopping. It really saved uh, all that time. I've also had a few short stints of having a full meal delivery service for three to five dinners per week. The cost is more than the HelloFresh because, you know, you're having someone prepare the meals for you. But it did save me even more time because I didn't have to prepare the meals. Ultimately, this was probably for me the tipping point of what felt like it was worth it, quote unquote. So there were trade-offs to the meal delivery such as the fact that, you know, we had to reheat each meal, so it wasn't the most fresh. The selections were kind of unpredictable. I didn't know if my kids would like it. So sometimes there was a lot of food waste. But those are kind of, that's the spectrum of the support that I've tried to find over the years when it comes to meals. I'd love to be in a place where I could have a hired chef who came and prepared all the meals for every meal for my family every day. That is not something that's within reach for me. Um, but I think that would be, you know, the, the the only way to really alleviate any any work would be to obviously have a employed person do it. But that's not uh, very relatable for many of us. Hey, my friend, tickets are officially available for the 2022 NP Society virtual conference happening October 8th and 9th. We have a lineup of amazing topics. We've got some clinical topics like advanced EKG skills and weight loss medicine pearls, as well as professional topics like billing and coding and contract negotiation. Tickets are under $100 and include eight hours of CME credits. Go ahead to the resumerx.com slash conference to grab your ticket. Again, that's the resumerx.com slash conference. And I really hope to see you there virtually, of course, maybe we'll do it live next year. Who knows, but can't wait to see you head to the resumerx.com slash conference. So your situation might be similar to mine. It might be quite different. You might be a single person and prepping meals doesn't really feel like a burden to you. Maybe you hate to cook and restaurant delivery most nights is worth the expense to you. All this to say, you know, figure out what's not working, figure out what is working and challenge yourself when thinking about what options are available to you for support. The second domain where I have had various degrees of outsourcing is childcare. And childcare for me has looked different over the years. When I was expecting twins, we considered a lot of options, including using a daycare, having an au pair and having a nanny. And I had been telling myself that having a nanny, this was like a a lie that I told myself, a belief that I had that I that I had to shift. It was kind of this, you know, belief in my head that having a nanny would definitely be too expensive. So to be honest, I almost didn't consider it. But when I actually considered all the options, I realized that a nanny was less expensive than two infants in daycare, at least where I was living. Because, you know, those infant spots in daycare are pretty expensive. And I had two at one time, right? Uh, plus, it was much more flexible with my rotating work schedule and ultimately worked out great because the babies were premature and the pediatrician really didn't recommend that they go into a daycare environment because of their weakened immune system as as preemies. So we had a nanny for the first three years uh, of the twins' life, and it was and it was great. It was definitely worth it. It it allowed me to be able to work. It allowed me to work night shift, which was better for the work life balance, and also allowed me to earn a little bit extra because of that night shift differential. Now, with the twins being in kindergarten this past school year, I considered a few options for my youngest. 
she's just turning three. So she was two at the time when we moved here and were considering childcare for her. So I considered having a nanny or a sitter a few days per week, but with the nature of my work with the business, working from home, I found it was best for me to actually have her out of the house and in an environment where she could socialize and and not feel disconnected from me. It's funny, like having her in the house almost felt like more of a disconnection because she could see me and know that she wasn't playing with me. So she's been in daycare three full days per week for the past year, and we'll continue that next year as well. And that's been what has worked best for us during this season. Another example, mid-year this past school year, I realized that I could use some extra work time as well as some extra time to get some things done around the house. And I was really only able to work until about 2.45 on the three days that the youngest was in daycare because I had to get the big girls off the bus. Then once they were home, I really couldn't get much done for the rest of the day. So my working hours were really, really brief on the only days that I I really had time to work. So I found out that there was an extended day program at the school that they go to, and I enrolled them for just two days per week until the end of the school year. It was much more affordable than I ever thought it would be. And it was definitely worth it because it allowed me to work more hours and justify the expense, not to mention they were having a blast with their friends. So I think childcare is a really good example of of something that most of us are familiar with outsourcing and, and can kind of understand, okay, if I'm not home with children, it means I can go work. So as long as I'm making more money than the cost of the childcare, then it makes sense for me to go do that. There's kind of like this monetary exchange involved. Some other areas are are tougher to justify, right? Like like the meals. If I spend money on something for meals, do I really make that money back? Maybe not directly like in the case of childcare, but indirectly. You know, first of all, there's certainly a cost to your your peace of mind and your happiness. But indirectly, you know, if you're saving time and you then repurpose that time in another way that affects your your earnings, then yeah, it is an exchange. And the third area is housework and, and specifically house cleaning. Uh, I have been in various stages of this as well. You know, there was a period of time where I, you know, spent some time to come up with a cleaning calendar, uh, a rotation of how I would kind of do the the deep cleaning tasks in my home. There was a time when I invested in a program to help me learn how to be a better, more efficient cleaner. Um, and then more recently, when it got to the point where I could really feel comfortable with it and justify it, it's been something that I have outsourced. And honestly, it's been some of the best money that I've spent. Even just having a team come help clean the house and and do kind of the deep cleaning tasks twice a month. It's not something that's a, a big line item compared to how much money I'm able to make in the same amount of time. So it feels like an easy exchange, not to mention, you know, the the sanity and the mental load that it saves me to have those things that I'm not worrying about. Because, you know, especially if you're someone who wears a lot of hats in your family, has a lot of roles. If you're, you know, primary or default parent, uh, there's a lot of mental work that goes beyond just the the physical paid work that we do. So sometimes it can be really beneficial to just create extra space in our brain by outsourcing other things that we have uh, the benefit of, of being able to afford if that's something in reach for you. Now, again, your areas might look totally different from mine, but what I hope that this has showed you is that 
First of all, you're worthy of help. Um, Some degree of support can be accessible to you regardless of your income, whether you are paying for something, whether you're doing some sort of service exchange with a friend or, you know, a, a babysitting swap with somebody else or whatever it needs to look like for you. You're worthy of it. It's okay to ask for this help. And sometimes it can even help you earn more if you're able to spend more time working as a result of gaining the support, or you're able to be more efficient or more productive or or have the space for other earning activities as a result. So I'm curious what sort what aspects of life right now are feeling overwhelming to you right now? And where can you challenge yourself to seek support or outsource it? I'd love to know. You're welcome to send me a DM on Instagram or screenshot this episode, shout me out, or leave it in a review. You can find me on Instagram at the resume RX. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can uh, tap the cover art and scroll down. You should be able to see where you can leave a review. So thanks so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll catch you again soon on another one. Well, that does it for today. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. If you have found today's episode helpful and you would like to support the Nurse Becoming podcast, I invite you to buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash nursebecoming. I appreciate your support. This helps me create more content for you to enjoy and benefit from in the future. Also, would you consider giving me a rating or review on Apple Podcasts if you haven't done so already? It will truly help other nurses find the show and know that it's worth listening to. For more information about this episode, as well as a place to submit your questions or suggestions for future episodes or guests, head to nursebecoming.com. I can't wait to connect with you soon. And until next time, remember, I am always rooting for you.